But um, now I'm on. Okay, here we go. So, moms, thank you if you didn't hear me. Um, but uh, as I was saying about the story and the article, all the many things were broken. I think back of just thanking moms as I have two other brothers and a sister, and we broke a lot of different things. And I'm sure my mom <laughs> was not very happy. But thank you, moms, for your love. Thank you for always being kind-hearted, understanding, uh, loving, persistent, and just uh, raising us. I asked my mom just about two or three weeks ago of what her main goal as a mom was. And we were talking uh, deep talks with mom. But uh, I asked her, what's your, what was your main goal as a mom? And she kind of sat there and she told me, I wanted to raise my ch- child so I could see them again in heaven. And I thought that was just awesome. But just thank you again, moms. Thank you for everything. Also, this Sunday is Senior Sunday, so uh, we want to recognize our seniors for all the work they've done throughout their school year and just being here and being a part of this youth group and all the different activities. Um, but again, we're going to be recognizing them after lesson day. But I wanted to give you all a little history about myself. Um, some of you all may or may know me. I've been here for seven months now since November. Um, and so my name is Cade. I grew up in Omaha, Texas. I graduated from Paul Pewitt High School, um, went to school in College Station, did some time at Texas A&M in Blinn, and then finished up my school at Texarkana A&M. I met my lovely wife at Camp Deer Run, our first year working, and we were married February 28, 2015. Uh, and so I worked with the Winsboro Church Christ as their youth minister for a little over two years, and again, like I say, I've been here for the past seven months. Um, so I am so thankful to be here, so thankful for this opportunity that I have uh, to be in front of you all and just thankful for this church family. If you would, go ahead and grab your Bible and let's turn to John chapter 4. Uh, let's turn to John chapter 4 and we'll be reading verses 1 through 26. But this is a story, uh, it's one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. Um, we're going to be kind of talking about encounters with Christ today. And this is an encounter that Jesus had uh, with a woman at the well, at Jacob's well. Um, so we're going to read through this a little bit. Uh, we won't read the whole story, but we'll just read about the encounter that the woman at the well had with Jesus. So if you would, let's start in verse 1. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near a plot of ground Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who, it, and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well, and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. 
Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have come and and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband, and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you, you now have is not your husband. What you have said, just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. I love this story. I love this encounter. Uh, as we look, though, with the woman, and this many story that many of us heard, but we look at the woman. She had a couple of different strikes against her. Um, first, she was a woman. For Jews did not really associate in public with women. Second one, she was a Samaritan. It was a bitter, bitter rivalry. Uh, they did not associate. Jews and Samaritans did not associate. And lastly, uh, she was immoral. She had five husbands. She came to the well in the hottest part of the day um, because maybe she was ashamed. Uh, she was embarrassed and came when no one else would be there. And through their conversation, she learned three things. Okay, three things came about. At first, she was believing that Jesus was just another Jew. Second, uh, she realized that maybe Jesus had greater knowledge than, the, than Jacob. Um, but then she left believing that Jesus was the Messiah. How awesome, how awesome is that? Um, and this encounter changed this woman's life forever. I want to tell a quick story about an encounter that uh, I had. Uh, it was my third summer working at Camp Deer Run. I worked Deer Run for four years, but it was my third summer working there. I was a Chukawaka group leader, or the Chute group leader, which is the kids that were from 9 to 12 throughout the summer I was kind of in charge of. And, and so every session starts, and all the kids get together in your group, and you go and meet them, uh, all 40 of them. And so I walked up to the group, and there they are, all the campers with their counselors. And normally it's kind of a, it's kind of a, maybe an awkward time because you, some of these kids have never met you, and you've never met them, and so you're trying to figure out who they are. But anyways, I walk up to our benches that were beside, and there's this one kid. This child is sitting underneath the benches. Uh, she's sitting there. Well, okay, you know, uh, they're kind of nicer clothes because they just came from church, but she's underneath the bench. So I walk up to this child and say, "What's your name?" The kid responds, "Troll." Okay. What's what's your real name? Troll. Okay, your name is now Troll. Uh, but with Troll, uh, I call her kid, but she was dirty nonstop. Uh, she always had some sort of dirt from the very get-go when she was underneath the bench. 
When we got to dinner, she was filthy. She didn't smell that great. Um, I remember throughout the week, she would constantly be on my back or constantly be hugging me or constantly in just filth, just dirt. Um, and that deer run, you're always kind of dirty, but this girl, is, she is on a different level of dirt. Uh, but uh, this child maybe didn't quite fit in. Uh, wasn't, uh, didn't fit in with the group, and I thought my kids, all the other 40 of them, did a great job of you know, including her, but just in the end of things, this child just did not fit in with the other group. Um, some might say she was a pest or maybe a little annoying. But I don't know what led me to spend just a little bit more time with this child. Uh, I have 40 kids that I kind of have to spend all different time with, getting to know them, uh, teaching them Christ. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard going with that many kids. But I remember this one child, I felt like something kept calling me to draw them closer. Uh, So I spent those two weeks drawing as close as I could to this child and getting to know her. Uh, trying my best, even though all I could get out of her was her name was Troll, uh, but trying to grow closer to her and to work with her. And I remember halfway through the session, I was tired. I was exhausted. This child was wearing me. I was already in the middle of summer. uh, And I remember saying a prayer to God, just, God, give me the strength. Give me the strength to go through one more activity, one more day, Give me the strength and more patience, and just give me patience uh, to keep going. So the day or two left of the session, and the camper wanted to come and talk to me during quiet time, um, which is a normal time where some of the staff talk to the kids, but she wanted to come speak with me. So her and her counselor, I met them, and I walked up, and the camper was crying. I thought to myself, great. You know, we Almost at the end of the week, someone's picked on her. Someone said something. Someone has messed with her, and she's upset about it. Uh, And so, you know, I went in that conversation thinking, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to have to comfort her, um, just talk about it, figure out who the child was, and let's, you know, work it all out. Uh, But she's still crying, and for a long time, I couldn't get her to calm down. She was crying hysterically. Um, So finally, um, she calms down. She asked me this one question. She says, Cade, can I stay with you? I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I have, I'm working here all summer. You, you can't, you know, you can't do that. I got all these other kids that I have to be with. I'm like, maybe you can come again a session at the end of summer, but, you know, it can't happen. She says, no, Cade, I want to stay with you all the time. Because you are the first person that showed me love. I was speechless. <laughs> the camper went on telling me about all the orphanages, all the different families that they had been with, how the family that she was with now was her seventh family that she had been with. my heart sank, (laughs) Uh, hurt. I was thankful for my family and what they've done for me. Uh, My heart just sank for this nine-year-old who had spent her life searching for something, for someone to grab a hold of her 
and to love her, to show her God's love. And I told her and I said, God loves you and I love you. And there are so many people out there that does love you. And I think that encounter, that moment, that child, it changed my life forever. I knew shortly after that my goal or my plan in life, my mission, was to bring others to Christ, to work with kids, to work with them, to let them experience and witness God's love. Um, Jesus states in Luke 5, uh, it's kind of one of his mission statements, I, I think of. I call it one of his mission. He has plenty, but this is one of them. He says, Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I think of when Jody announced that we were doing this Hoosier One. I was, I was right. I was on fire for it. That was right up my alley. Uh, and I look back at encounters that Jesus had with people. Uh, sometimes I look at, back at this encounter that I had. Um, this encounter where Jesus went out to save the lost, to love those who aren't loved, to love those who maybe aren't like us, who maybe don't fit in with us, who are not, like I said, like us. Um, Jesus went out and shared his love, and we were called to do the same thing. Um, and what I think was awesome about my encounter was I went into it thinking I was going to work or I was going to help change uh, this child's life that I was, me myself, I was working my best to leave an impact. Uh, whereas this child really changed my life. This one encounter, uh, we need encounters with Christ in our lives. We need those times uh, with Christ. And I think the greatest thing about encounter is it's unplanned. Uh, you don't plan for something like an encounter to happen. Uh, it's unannounced. And I think that's exactly what we need sometimes. Uh, in such a life that we try and plan for everything. Uh, we need these encounters with Christ. Um, but I want us just to be mindful, and especially on this Senior Sunday, uh, I guess I'm calling on seniors, uh, but to be mindful of the example that you set, and for everyone to be mindful of the words, the actions that we use, uh, to encounter Christ and just share love to the lost. Um, again, I know it's kind of a shorter lesson, but... Uh, Encounter Christ in your life. Spend time showing love to others. You may not know what the person, what your friend, what your coworker, uh, whoever may have gone through through their life. They may have never been shown God, never been shown God's love. And you may, there's one, I'm quoting this, I'm not sure who it was, but you may be the only Bible that they have ever read um, coming from you. So, again, Encounter Christ. Show Christ's love uh, to all those you come in contact with. There's going to be elders in the back, and there'll be a few maybe up here or throughout the auditorium. If you need prayers, uh, you can come to the front as Tony continues in singing. Let's all stand as we get ready to sing together. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God.